The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. On this edition of Top of the Stretch, we're talking to 23-year-old Hunter Myers, who last night, uh, meaning uh, at Northfield Park, got his 1,000th career drive in just his eighth year of driving. Hunter, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thank you, Roger. Glad to be here. Now, you've had quite a month of November, really. Uh, I see by the stats here that uh, back on the 21st of November, you had five wins in a single program at Northfield. And then a week later on the 28th, you had six wins. So November's treated you pretty good uh, in harness racing, hadn't it? Yeah, it was uh it was a very very good month. You know, I had a had a lot of uh uh great horses to drive and uh, and everything uh played out very well. So, yeah, the month of November was was excellent to me. When did you realize that you were really approaching 1000? Um I think once I, once I I I, I, I kind of checked check every now and again just to kind of give myself a, a you know a little subtotal where I was at and I think about when I when I got about around 980 you know I, I started realizing you know that everything keeps going well I said it, it, it's going to come sooner than I hope you know I, I might think you know uh, yesterday was December the 1st starting an all new month you go into the racing program at the Meadows with 996 wins. How many drives did you have yesterday at the Meadows? Yesterday I had... Roughly. um, I think about 10. Yeah, I I wasn't in the first. Did Did you think you had a shot with four wins at the Meadows, maybe? Um... Yeah, you, you know, I, I had a I had a nice lineup, and there was a few horses that I've drove before that I thought um, could possibly, you know, have a very good shot. So I I kind of thought I did, you know, and um, I was you know I was, I was pretty confident. You got two wins yesterday at the Meadows, and. You then had to drive, once that program was over, you're standing at 998, and you got to drive about 150 miles to get to Northfield. What were your thoughts uh, on that trip to Northfield? Um, you know, I, I just kind of I kept saying to myself, two more, you know, two more. So that's all I needed, and uh, I just – Hoping that you know, make sure I got there on time because this run was a slight, you know, slightly behind of uh, making it to Northfield, which I did. But uh, but yeah, the whole time I was just saying to myself, I got two more, and you know, I can I can get this milestone knocked out. Now you were not scheduled until the third race. Uh, going into that race, how did you feel about uh, the horse that you were driving, uh, Checkmate? Um, you know, it was uh it, it was the first start on LASIK and uh I, I, 
thought he had a you know a decent shot, and uh, I, I was just I was just um, going to see uh, going to see how he felt because like I said first start on LASIK I didn't know how he how he would uh, take it, but um, in the race he felt he felt really really good and you know it, it worked out. The trainer is Sam Shilasi, and he's uh, really been uh, pretty good for your racing career of late, hasn't he? Yes, Sam. Uh, I, I can't. Sam is. Um, he's a great guy, and, and he's uh, he's helped me out tremendously. You know, I, there's I can't say nothing nothing bad about Sam. Like he's just he's one of those guys that you you want to have as a friend as a. Uh, as a person to go to for advice, you know, he's, uh, he's always there willing to help. You are a part owner along with Suwachi Stables, Sam Bova Racing, and Peter Bobato. Uh, when did you get involved with Checkmate as an owner? Um, so Brian Weaver, who had Checkmate, um, I I heard that he was uh, looking to sell, and I and I always always liked that horse. Last year I drove him last year as, as a two year old, and I always liked him. And I always thought you know he 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 turned out to be something you know very nice. And when I heard the uh, the opportunity of of him getting ready to be sold, I called up Sam and I asked him to see if he wanted to go in and uh, either be on partners or or um, you know, go halves and and get the horse because I thought he was very very nice. Mm-hmm. What post did you have last night with Checkmate? Checkmate had the rail. What were your thoughts? Were you going to try and go wire to wire? Um, he, he's he's not he's not much of a um, of a gate speed horse like he he can. But with the rail and stuff, he's not much of a sprinter by the gate. Um, I, I, I just, I just wanted to see how he felt. You know, I said first with the first start on late six, and um, going to the, going to the quarter pole, there was some movement, and then coming out of the turn, tending to the half, you know, he felt really great, and I decided to move him, and then the rest he just, he just did it all himself. Was it a pretty easy win? I see he went in one fifty six and four. Uh, he was pretty pretty uh, have something left in the tank. Yeah, he was he was pretty handy. Just uh, you know, I just pulled the earplugs and I just just hollered at him. I mean, that's all. I mean, not, nothing. I didn't have to ask for any more. He was he was on the cruise, you know, all the way down the back stretch and finishing. You got a drive in the fourth race. Uh, you ended up finishing second, I believe, in that one. Uh, how bad did you get beaten at uh, finishing second? Just by like a nose. In which that <laughs> that horse, you know, that horse last week, you know, was this little little tough tough to hold, and we did some equipment changes and. Uh, that I mean, I, I'll give it. Amanda Mills did really good, you know, with getting her, you know, a little bit better to where you can control her a little bit, and she raced phenomenal. But yeah, just mm-hmm. just by the nose, we got we got snapped. <laughs> are are you pretty judge? Uh, pretty good judge 
at the wire whether you win or lose, or did you have to wait for the photo? Um, it, it's, a, it's sometimes you know you can you can judge, but I mean, I I kind of thought I didn't get there, just just because like you know that horse kind of running out a little bit, and I I kind of felt that like Luke had just a little bit slight advantage on me, but. I, I still I still waited to waited for the you know the, the call, but I, I was I was kind of positive that Luke still got it. Okay, in the fifth race, the very next race, you're driving over six for Larry Ferrari. Had you driven over six previously? Um, yeah, I, I drove uh, I drove that horse at Sciota, uh earlier this year. In a stallion series, so that was uh, that was the first time being on them since like uh, since midsummer, early summer. Mm-hmm. Three-year-old gelding by Team Six. I'll call them over. Uh, Keisha Ferrari's the owner. Uh, going into the race, uh, what post did you have? Oh, we had the rail with him. Boy, you're getting lucky on these uh, rail spots. Uh, what uh, did you have a game plan from the rail? Um, you know the the, the main thing, especially that horse, is that guy. As I remembered from earlier in the year, you just had to time the gate with him. You know, if you can get him out of that gate and get him to that first turn, you know, you can do anything you want with him after that. And um, I just I just wanted to get as you know close as I can, and then you know worked out. I can get a you know a good second over trip or whatever, and then going to the half. Uh, Ryan Stahl's horse run, and then Chris Lynn slid slid back down and behind Donovan Junior. And over six felt really good, and I I kept on I kept on pushing with him. What was the margin at the wire? Uh, I think we went. We went by a good, good little length. I mean, by about two lengths. So, you, or so. now you want it. You know it's number one thousand. Your immediate thoughts as you cross the wire on top. A sigh of relief because I, I didn't, I didn't know if, uh, if you, that last win, you know, if it's going to take. A day or two weeks, you know. It always, it always seems like that that last win for a milestone takes forever to get. Once I once I cross the wire, just uh, a sigh of relief and, and excitement. So right now, now you don't have any uh, worries for a while because it's a, it's a long way now to number two thousand. So uh, the uh, pressure's not on you as much, I guess. Right. Now, later in the card, you added another one, so you stand at 1,001. I went into the record books today. This is your eighth season, and you've reached 1,000 career wins. You know who else got his 1,000th win in his eighth 
season of driving? Uh, it retired, wasn't it? <laughs> Aaron Merriman. Oh, Aaron. Jeez. And at this point, at this point, you only need, I think it's 34 wins to have the same number after eight years of Aaron Merriman. So you're very close at now on the track that Aaron Merriman has had over his racing career. Do you have thoughts that uh, you can continue on with this driving double headers at uh, the Meadows Northfield? It's got to be taxing on it, yeah, but uh, how are you handling that? Um, you know, and it's the, the only part, you know, which I, I, I was talking to somebody about it uh, the other day, the only part about doing the double headers is just the dealing with the traffic of trying to get to point A to point B. You know, when I, when I get there and I get racing, I love it. But then, you know, like, like if you, when, I, when I race at the Meadows, I, 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 you know, get done racing and I get on the highway and you have to deal with the traffic and stuff like that, it's kind of aggravating. But then once I get to Northfield, you know, back to doing, you know, what I love and, it's, I just the whole travel aspect just you know goes away. Now, one thing that's a bit different between you and Aaron, besides the age factor, Aaron, all he does is drive his vehicle to the racetrack and drive. But you've got the added duties this year, uh, living in Washington, Pennsylvania, and you and your girlfriend Scarlett Wilder have the responsibility of taking care of a, a wilder farm in Washington, Pennsylvania. So you've got more duties than just uh, driving a vehicle and driving horses, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, those, those five horses here, and, you know, they're all turned out. And so that's, uh, you know, she she, uh, she leaves early in the mornings to, to head to school. And then I'll, I'll usually get up and, I'll go and uh, feed the horses and you know, get, let the dogs out, and then that's that's the start of my day. And then I'll get done, come back in, and get ready to go to Northfield or uh, or the Meadows. Yeah. Now you mentioned how important Sam Selassie has been to your career, but Mike Wilder is also one of those people that's been very important to you after your serious accident last year at Northfield and the recuperating process. Uh, you started working uh, with Mike and jogging and training horses leading up to getting back to driving. What has Mike Wilder meant to you uh, in your driving career? Um, you know, Mike, uh, great guy. I mean, like, he, very good mentor. You know, after after that accident, you know, actually, after that accident because of, uh, you know, my I stayed over at his house, you know, and, and he, even when I started going back to jogging and, and stuff like that, like he, like he he helped me get like started at the meadows, you know, with with you know mm-hmm. starting with the qualifiers and you know and and put you know talking to trainers and stuff like that. So he uh, he he helped me out a lot of being where I'm at right now at the meadows. I mean, I, I can't thank him enough. One thousand career wins. 
does one race stick out more than the others uh, in those thousand wins? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of races that stick out. You know, like the I had, like I said, I had a great year this year. You know, um, with uh, cash and chips. You know, and driving that smoothest Tennessee whiskey. You know, I have I've had a lot of great opportunities to drive very nice horses over the the summer and to now. But I, I think uh, I think those two, uh, especially cash and chips. I think she's she's she sticks out very very good in in my books right now. Because she was just the uh, very nice horse. Won the $75,000 consolation to the highest iron stakes. So is that the biggest purse race that you've won? Yes. $7 million. When you started out, did you ever dream that horses that you drive would win $7 million? <laughs> Not a not a chance, you know. You never. I guess you. I guess you don't take and you um, when you go into your your job and you go to go drive these horses. I guess you don't really sit there and think about that. You know the money that they that they earn, and until you see that total, and you're like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, all young drivers when they start out. They don't win a lot of races early on. Were you able to handle the fact that you would lose or lose and lose and you had to get right back up and drive again? Did you learn to take defeat and then forget that loss? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew I knew there would be days where, where you know, I, I wouldn't win any races or, you know, have a, have a bad week or stuff like that. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's part of the game. You know, you gotta, you gotta take the good and then you gotta take the bad. You know, sometimes there's more good days than bad days and sometimes there's good days or, you know, more bad, you know, it's just, it's just how it goes. You got, you just gotta take and enhance the good days. Do you have a preference, uh, trotters or pasters? Um, I do like a good trotter. I don't. I don't. I think there's nothing better than being able to sit behind a trotter and just, you know. I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of good paces, tons of good paces, but for me, if you, if I can sit behind a very nice trotter and then just you know, you can you can drive it like a pacer. I think mm-hmm. I, I I prefer a nice trotter. Now today uh, we're recording this on a uh, day of the week where you're only racing, I believe, at the Meadows today, right? Yep, today and tomorrow at the Meadows. So it's almost like having a a day off from that grueling schedule, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, so yeah, th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday are just the days either I have, you know, the Meadows or just, just Northfield. And then yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, I, I call that my crazy days. Yeah. Well, 
Hunter, congratulations again. Uh, uh, you got to that 1,000. You're not the youngest driver to get to 1,000, but you're mighty young when it says 23 years of age on your driver's license, and uh, this is by far your best year of those eight years. Uh, you got, I believe, I think it's 321 wins this year, and your earnings are getting mighty close to $3 million, and that will make uh, three straight years where horses have earned a million. So you've got a lot to look forward to in your career, and we wish you the best and want to thank you for giving us some time and uh, kind of an easy day for you with only racing at the Meadows this afternoon. So thanks uh, for being with us on Top of the Stretch, Hunter Myers. Thank you. Thank you very much, Roger, and I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 